Do you find any similarities between the women that you encountered that gave you a difficult time in this career path as some of the women or girls you encountered in high school? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Primary Care. I'm your host, Dr. Hendricks. <laughs> this episode of Primary Care is sponsored by Rougiette Health. More than just an ED treatment. I'm Dr. Tyler Hendricks. It's so nice to meet you, and thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Excited to be here. Um, my name is Julie Coriath. I, um, you know, I am first and foremost a mother. I have two kids. I have a 13-year-old son and a 10-year-old daughter, and you know, they are my world to a certain extent. Um, and for the longest time, I thought that was my purpose in life, like right. having them, and. Um, and I forgot for a while there that there were things in my life that I was passionate about and I needed to pursue. And that actually came about after I divorced, I got a divorce with their dad um, seven years ago. Um, it really, we had a very amicable divorce, but it really um, brought up a lot of my mental health issues that had never been addressed that started happening when I was younger. Sure. And so now what I do is uh, I really fight for mental health. I have a company around mental health. Um, we speak as one. Yes. And our tagline is healthier together um, because really we are one if we allow ourselves to you know, just be a little more accepting of others and to hear each other, you you start to understand that we are more alike than we are different. Starting your own business and, and being a woman must be very difficult. I mean, I'm starting my own business as a white male and struggling. So I can imagine that everyone else is also struggling too. And so how did that come about? And how did you find that motivation to even put that first foot forward started isolating started, stayed away from my groups yeah <laughs> and um, and decided to stop drinking so that was the beginning of my healing journey and um, long story I ended up also I needed to go to a trauma intensive which was a 30-day trauma intensive program that was about a year and a half after I stopped drinking so um, this all kind of leads into how I started this business <laughs> and I when I got back from my trauma intensive was March 15th, 2020 lockdown was March 16th, 2020. Wow. And right before I had left, I'd started four videos with some friends just asking if they would share their stories around mental health and the resources they used um, to get help. Um, and I didn't know really where I was going with that, except that when I was researching things, it was either very clinical or very motivational. And I just wanted to hear people like me yeah. um, and I wanted to hear conversations about it anything that I found was maybe people talking directly to the camera about them I just needed more dialogue sure so I thought I'm we'll do it yeah <laughs> and when I got back um, from treatment and then we're in lockdown and hearing all these stories around mental health I realized this is something I have to continue and I really couldn't go out and get a job at this point because I have my kids 85% of the time. They're literally with me 24-7. <laughs> Lockdown. <laughs> it's me. And so I can't go get a job because right. then what do I do? Right. And so when, the thing, when things started opening up a little bit and I was still homeschooling and things like that, I decided to keep going with the stories when they were with their dad. 
And um, so I thought, okay, here we go. I've got something here. This could be a nonprofit. And I'll start a nonprofit around mental health. And because I had served on the board of one for a little over five years, I knew the nonprofit world. I met a mentor of mine and I was telling him how I wanted this to be globally recognized one day. And I know that storytelling and in hearing about mental health out of people's mouths is so important. Yeah. And he was so kind and said to me in such a loving way, he was like, Julie, if you want this to be globally recognized, that's not going to happen being a nonprofit here in Austin, Texas. Right. <laughs> As I'm sure you know, the market is oversaturated. Sure. We have like the highest per capita nonprofits out of any city. And wow. yeah. A lot of good work hopefully being done. <laughs> exactly. Amazing work being done. Right. Um, but he said, we also need people like you being a for-profit company. Sure. You know, you can make, you can do just as much, if not more, right. if you are a for-profit company doing sure. good. Yeah. And so made the switch just a little bit over a year ago. As I was going out to raise money, people were asking me, you know, so you want us to invest on stories? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Why not? They seem to do really well. If you turn on the TV, that's all that you're watching. Exactly. That's exactly. Everyone, everyone has to give, right? So how exactly does it work? Yeah. So, well, that wasn't working. And I had to really dive in and, and think about what did I need during that time when I was isolating and things right. felt very dark. And what do people need for preventative measures? Sure. And really thinking about mental health like we do our physical health. We go, we work out, there's gyms everywhere. We can go work out and take care of our physical health on any level. Exactly. We need to make our mental health the same priority. And it doesn't even have to take up that much time. Sure. If we can put little steps into place. So that's when the subscription box model came into yeah. play. And so we launched in November. So without giving too much away, because sure. obviously the box is probably, the excitement within it is not knowing exactly what you're gonna get, but what would someone expect? We wanna address mental health as soon as we wake up in the morning. Sure. And what we know is that if you step out into sunlight right away, not only supports your mental health, it supports your sleep and so many other things. Yes. Not everybody feels like they can get out of bed right away, sure. and that's okay. And so there's what's called a happy light, and you can use it not only in the morning, but you can use it throughout the day. It was created for seasonal depression and for, you know. I am a huge seasonal affective disorder person. Yes. Huge. Yes, and that's why people use this. Yeah. And another thing that I feel is really important is aromatherapy. Big fan. Yeah. and. One of the things that you can do too is after you wake up, everyone takes showers, put an aromatherapy bomb in your shower. You can do five breathing exercises. Mm -hmm. Everything is meant to be simple right? and things that you can do just to add a little bit of value to your day. Sure. There is one of my favorite things that Brittany, who works with me, created. It's called the Trigger Tracker. We People love this, and we're going to start on our um, socials putting it out on Sunday, like a, wow. a, a journal prompt every Sunday. Sure. But this one specifically, it's like, what, what triggered me today? Um, how did I handle the situation? Uh, what can I do better next, or how can I address it differently next time? Yeah. I don't want to say better. How can right. I address, address it differently next exactly. time? And how do I show gratitude around the situation? We all get triggered. 
And I think that's what we need to remember if we can. I actually was just thinking this the other day. I used to have a diary, which is so feminine for a young guy, but that's nah, me. So <laughs> it's but wonderful. I, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I even missed the word. They changed it to journal now. Most people say journal, but diary is great. And I feel like having one, if you don't have access to a therapist, especially if you have limited financial resources, this is a great way to get started addressing your mental health mm-hmm. and just your overall well-being, what you want to do with your life, who you are. I mean, you write down every day what you're thinking and look back at it. Spend as much time as you are writing looking back at who you are mm-hmm. because those thoughts are right there and they will reflect the person that sometimes we don't even know is inside of us because mm-hmm. we're so busy in our day-to-day. Yeah, um, it's such a great way to like do a brain dump too there's this book called the artist way and they talk about that just whatever it doesn't even have to make sense write down everything that's on your mind and i started doing that in the mornings and then i also find that i'm more clear and able to meditate better for sure (laughs) because i'm not sitting there focusing on all the thoughts (laughs) in my head because i wrote them down (laughs) right it's done you finished that yeah I agree. I'm still, I'm really poor at meditating right now. It's definitely going to be a a thing that I work on for many years. Mm -hmm. Um, I fall asleep a lot and I can't stop thinking the other times or I will focus on just one thing, which sometimes I try to focus on my breathing, which is what the technique most people use. But even if it's just, if something is pulling my attention that day and say, I'm really concerned about something with my car, I will literally think about the tire of my car Mm -hmm. just because I know it's enough to where I'm focused on what is bothering me, but not so much that it's that whole idea, if that Uh makes sense. And it seems, it seems to have helped me. I don't know if anyone has, I've never read that as being like a a method or like a approach to therapy, but it it allows me to get as still as I can Mm -hmm. with, you know, still having a piece of that. (laughs) I think that's what it's about. I think it's about doing what works for you. And some people, you know, want to go on YouTube and find different types of meditation. Some people want to sit in silence. And, you know, it's been a long journey for me with meditation. I, I started trying it, I think like eight, wait, no, maybe 10 years ago, off and on, never consistent. I would do Oprah and uh, Deepak's 21 day challenges, but then after 21 days, I would stop, but you know, (laughs) I'd always keep trying and keep trying. And then this year, especially having to work through the highs and lows of this, of being an entrepreneur. I realized I need to really make it more of a practice and be more intentional with it. And so I've, I've done that. <laughs> so for me, as I feel like I definitely don't belong in the category of the, like the stereotypical entrepreneur. And I don't even really, I don't even see myself that way. I, I still see myself as like a 15 year old kid who's just trying to figure his way out of things, you know, like figure life out. And so as a woman and the women that are around me, I've always surrounded myself with really strong women. I think being in the LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. community, that's just who I've identified with a lot. I was really close with my mom growing up. And so um, we even have a, a coworker, uh, Devin. She is such a, a ambitious and motivated and strong um, representation of a young woman, like mm-hmm. taking charge of her leadership role. She is, I know that. Yeah, yeah she, she's wonderful. She's incredible. And so I want other women out there or other people who mm-hmm. feel like they're a part of a minority or that they don't have a voice or that their voice is often hushed to know that it is possible. So in this situation, especially asking for money mm-hmm. and being in a company, mm-hmm. do you feel as though you've had to navigate a difficult time being a woman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to say most of the people I've come across have been quite lovely. Good. And um, 
have wanted to, maybe they haven't invested, but have offered their support sure. and wanting to help make connections. There have been times when I didn't realize that um, I'm meeting someone, and they know, like I've reached out to them as as maybe potentially being an investor, that they had <laughs> something else on their mind. Right, <laughs> And right. that is not investing in me. No, no. <laughs> that is dating me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And what's frustrating about that is that it takes time. It takes up time, right? Um, and they usually don't then imply that until like after the third or fourth meeting, right? And so um, I don't know how to navigate that. You know, you can't. I also don't want to get jaded and um, you know, meet an investor and say to him, "So, hey, are you?" <laughs> What's your intention right, with right, me? Do you right. want to, you know, right. or be presumptuous, yeah. like, you know, for sure, because that's not that's everyone. Fair. I know. Uh, so I think it's just, you know, it's it's uh, something that I I find out if after you know right. a few, and then I I don't meet with that person again, and you know, move on. Yeah, and I think talking about it, letting mm-hmm. you know it's happening to someone like you, there's mm-hmm. people out there, I'm sure that it's happening to them too, and just, mm-hmm. you know, I guess keeping yourself strong, knowing who you are, and realizing that's just a mind that you have to kind of mm-hmm. dodge from time to time. Yeah, and I will say, and this hasn't happened in a while, but a couple of women VCs that I was introduced to early on, um, you know, all about supporting women, uh wow yeah you know they were the ones um a few of them that's not everybody sure but i'm just telling you a couple of experiences and hopefully that if anyone's hearing this um you know you don't have to believe in the company and you don't have to invest in the company but there is having social graces around talking to a young well i'm not young but you, know, you are young I, i'm young in the entrepreneur you are <laughs> young period 46 is young that's right yes. but i mean as you know young in my career of of, of uh, being an entrepreneur i'd say you know you we don't have to as women you know sometimes i feel like they want to have this mentality because maybe they feel like they have to match a, a man to be successful in right. this world. Sure. But most of the men I have come across have been great, gracious and said, right. let me connect you with this person. This isn't a fit for us. And the first few women I came in contact with, they were just kind of rude. Sure. And uh, I was disappointed, more disappointed in that than I was with the men that might try to date me. Do you find any similarities between the women that you encountered that gave you a difficult time in this career path as some of the women or girls you encountered in high school? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, I, I don't know. So as a, as a queer guy, I always tell my female friends how attractive they are because they always tell me how attractive I am, right? And so as you get older, you start realizing maybe ta- commenting on someone's appearance is inappropriate, right? And so... People often comment on my appearance, though. Usually it's like, oh, you look so young, which I strive for and appreciate. But there's also a good and a bad to it, right? The bad is people don't take me seriously sometimes. People think I'm too young to know what I'm talking about. People think I'm too young to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. And so I have female friends who are very beautiful and very motivated and ambitious. And they are... um, 
dealing with similar situations that you have been in where, you know, they think that a job opportunity is going a particular way, but it ends up being more of a romantic proposition or they have other female colleagues that, um, uh, either will comment that they're not serious because they take their appearance too seriously or they mm. they can't be as dedicated to their their career because they go to the gym a lot and they care how they look and they're superficial but at the end of the day um, it's almost like working hard on yourself can become a negative yeah <laughs> And a barrier. Hey folks, my podcast Primary Care is sponsored by Rougiette Ready, the latest pharmaceutical advancement in erectile dysfunction. This is a sublingual compounded treatment using three ingredients, sildenafil, tadalafil, and apomorphine, and it works up to five times faster than pills and chewables. We give you a promo code, Primary Care, for 20% off your first order and free shipping. Now, let's get back to uh, the content. Because you, you're 46, but you are obviously taking great care of yourself. What a great representation to your children and, and to women everywhere that you know what you can be and who you can be and how strong you can be and how you can lead mm -hmm. but it's almost like you have to be careful on that path because mm -hmm. people unfortunately do get jealous or mm -hmm. do think that you're cheating or or there, there's no way you could do it all right mm -hmm. and no one has it all but everyone can work towards having yeah. it all right yeah well i'll tell you what i i used to be the most insecure girl in the room all the time and <laughs> yeah, and I would actually, for the longest time until, I don't know, maybe like my late 30s, I would try to dress down and not to be noticed because sure. I didn't want people to notice me. And so now I think that's a, one of the great things about getting older is one, working on my mental health, worked on my confidence. This has helped being an entrepreneur has helped me with my confidence in a lot sure. of ways. Um, and has not, <laughs> right? <laughs> but more so, I, you know, you grow out of those times when you're feeling yes, like for you sure. don't know what you're doing. You grow as a, a mother now. Mm -hmm. How is it balancing everything? Because <laughs> I have a few plants, and that's motherhood enough for me at this moment. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't do it very well. <laughs> that's not true. But that's every mother. I feel every good mother says that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. What I do well is I show them a lot of love, and but you know it's a lot. It, it is, it's a lot navigating them and work, and um, I don't have much of a social life. But you know what? I'd rather my extra time be with them than with. I, well, I don't want this to sound, come across the wrong way. They're gonna be out of the house soon. Yeah. And so any Blink extra time I can get with them, yeah. I, I love it. And so that just doesn't leave a lot of extra time for a so social life right now. For sure. When you're a single parent, you know, because, yeah. and, and you have the other, for me, it's like first certain weekend, I don't have them. And so people are like, well, you can go out then, but you're having to conserve energy here. You know, it's yeah. like, you're a single parent, so you're doing double the work. Exactly. And so exactly. Those weekends, I'm just like just trying to. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. I, I can certainly imagine. Yeah. And you know, I grew up. My mom was uh, a single parent for like a, a few years, and so I did get to see that. And luckily, my stepdad was really helpful in a lot of ways. Um, 
but I just, I, I feel like a lot of single women get left out of the conversation mm-hmm. still, mm-hmm. you know, especially single women who are having children or have had children or, um, and your kids you mentioned are 13 uh, thir- and 10. Yeah. yeah. So what yeah. is that age like right now? Oh, I love it. And I, I mean, I did not think I would love the teenage years. But my son, he's just aw- both of my kids are awesome. But I'm specifically talking into teenage, yeah, which, which is different than ten because ten, <laughs> my daughter is just still so cuddly and loving and hasn't gotten to the teenage years right. yet. But I did not think I would love the teenage years, and I That's do. Good. You have these really, you know, interesting conversations. They have this new, like, they have this perspective on the world now. Yeah. They're starting to learn, and. Um, he like he loves basketball, and I know nothing about sports. So he just like I, I love that you know. Anytime I try to talk about sports, and I almost do it in a way just to get the like mom. <laughs> I recall those moments. Yes. Um, so for those out there who yeah. want to get involved with Speakers One, yeah. or maybe want to get their own subscription box, you can go to our website, speakersone.com, and. Um, I mean, honestly, you can reach out to me anytime, even if it's just, even if it's beyond speak as one, if you're going through something, I'm always happy to talk about sobriety and things. And so my email is Julie at speak And, um, if you want to be able to connect with others that are maybe find somebody that's going through something similar, you can see our storytellers on our YouTube channel, speak as one. And yeah, I, um, Let's see. Did I cover everything? Do you have Instagram? Oh, yes. Instagram. Our Speak is One community. And we've got to take a picture after please, this. Please, 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 please. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I have a small Instagram following. Maybe my followers would be interested in a subscription box. Maybe that's something. Yes. I don't know how that works, but Ooh, we could chat about that more. I uh, love that. Maybe a mental health month that we have a box or, you know, uh, most of my um, audience is queer in some capacity. So maybe like a a rainbow type box, who knows? But I would love to think of something that we could do mental health, uh, even the most sound mentally uh, meditated and Zen person could use uh, a trigger list and ways to improve on, on how we respond to those. Mm -hmm. So, and if you feel like you can't, I guarantee, you know, someone who can use it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank I feel you. like I could talk to you I know. for a long time. So if you ever want to come back and just hang out, please do. I will. Um, I would absolutely love that. You yeah. are truly a light. I'm sure people oh, tell you that all the time, but you, you radiate positivity and are an inspiration. So please keep doing the hard work. Thank you. Yes. See you yeah. next time. <laughs> Add us on Instagram at Primary Care Pod. Catch up on past episodes and don't miss out on new ones. Subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify at Primary Care Pod. Thank you.